Hey gang, that's Holly. And that's Brooke. And this is the Macabre Cast once again. And I'm Nikon. Oh. Oh. Cute. Yeah. Anyway, episode 10. We made it to 10 episodes. Technically, we've posted like 14 episodes by now, but it's fine. We're basing it off of like recording dates at this point. Not when we kind of screwed up and had too much to say on things. Which, speaking of that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Let's just address it now. Yeah. Speaking of this week, um, we're also going to be having a two-part episode because we both tried to make sure that we wouldn't do this it's it's just who we are as people yeah but we both ended up with like six pages of notes for research because (laughs) we don't know how to stop um i don't know how to stop (laughs) and there's just so much information and which information do you leave out it's all good information yeah it's it's important. You have to love all your children equally. Yeah. And in this case, my children are like a lot of very sad things that I feel like everyone needs to know and I don't want to leave any of it out. Exactly. And my children this week are a bunch of really weird and messed up things that I don't want to leave I'm out. I'm so excited. So, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> but anyway, we have an idea potentially for the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we'll probably continue recording at the same time yeah but we may start posting every monday and just posting one part on one monday and another part on another monday yeah let us know what you think yeah so it would still be like we'd basically be alternating who tells their one story that week yeah and we'd be posting every single monday instead of every other um so if you like that idea let us know if you think that idea is an idea from hell and (laughs) it should be burned in fire let us know let us know you know i think like the nice thing about it for at least like i I just think of sandra like people who like listen the day that we release them yeah like trainer i feel like normally does Mm -hmm. or definitely sandra and like anybody else who does that that doesn't doesn't tell me that they do it uh, yeah. <laughs> um you'd be getting one every single week yeah. instead of one on a bi-weekly basis or two sometimes on a bi-weekly yeah. basis um so, so I don't know let us know yeah we'll see we'll see how the how the cards fall yeah how, how cookie crumble cookie crumbles <laughs> shall we rochambeau are we going to oh, say what I we're doing I also wanted oh. to, to say here, um, because I'm really proud of myself for this, uh, we're finally on a- Apple Podcasts. Yay! So. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Holly. I didn't want to do welcome. it. You did it for me. <laughs> I love handling the logistics of things, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. We um, talked about the link tree last time, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, we did. Well, mm-hmm. there is a link tree, and now on there you can see that we're on Apple Podcasts, Podcasts as well. for everyone who was looking for it. I don't know who that was. Trainer. Oh, okay. I don't remember who I was doing that for. I just remember being And like, I think one of my bosses. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> nice. Well, we're there now. She's so not my boss, but find yeah. us. There's apparently another the macabre cast on uh, apple Podcasts, no but they haven't posted anything in forever so don't don't do that since one. like 2015 and it's spelled 
in a different way and And it doesn't have a the they have so you'll know what obviously you'll know which one is us because it's the obnoxious they have the c capitalized in theirs which is weird because it's the middle of the word why would you no it's the it's the for cast they have the the c in cast you mean they didn't just put macabre no but they have multiple letters capitalized well they have this oh, is yeah, irrelevant. That's true. They do. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure it's great. It's just not us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not us. It's not us. I honestly, I think they only have one episode. Yeah, they didn't do very much. Um, but wow. <laughs> unintentionally, that's not. We're not trying to be mean. No. Oh, also, before topics for the week, do we have corrections? No corrections. Yeah, you do. I do. The pronunciation of a name. Which one? do I? You got the proper Greek pronunciation of a name. Oh, that's right. Yes. I just don't remember what the correct pronunciation It was how you said it originally. Was. I think it was Pliny. Oh, yes. That's Pliny. Yeah, it was Pliny, Pliny. instead of Pliny. Pliny or Pliny. Yeah. Um, so Pliny. good job, Holly. Yeah, we did. Yes, thank you, Nico. Can you say what that's in <laughs> reference to? Because people won't remember. Um. Yeah, so that was Pliny was Pliny. I think it was Pliny the Elder. Um he had been one of the people to use a poison ring uh from from last episode and we had i couldn't figure out the way that his name had been pronounced and then my friend maddie who um did their degree in like classical studies and knows greek told me that it it would most likely be pronounced pliny so now we know now more you know yeah the insert, more you know. Yeah, insert like star rainbow. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Reading rainbow. Anyway. <laughs> don't sue Take us. Take a look. Inside a, a book. book. Reading rainbow. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's introduce our topics. Brooke, do you want to go first? Sure. I will be covering Prince Edward and Prince Richard, the princes in the Tower of London. Excellent. I just listened to an episode. Of did you finish the episode? I did. Rude. Um, so you already know the end. Well, I had already finished it by the time you told me what you were doing. So I couldn't hey, unfinish hey, it. Hey, well, bro, um, <laughs> I know jack shit about the royal family, period. Excellent. So these, I these will be your captive anyways. audience. The kids, the princes are fine. But these this old, these people suck anyways. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, but I will be a captive audience. Mm. To be fair, though, I might know already what you're going to tell me, too. Oh, I just listened to the... Oh, you mean for Your my topic. topic. Yeah, I'm, wow. I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long work day today. Um, <laughs> I was not able to form sentences by the end of the day today, so this is a, this is a miracle. Um, We're just a little, <laughs> you know... It was a choice to record today. Yeah. Um, no, but... I did listen to the episode of Morbid, like, right before you told me what your topic was going to be for this week. I know. Um, but I'm still very excited because I didn't fully pay attention because I was at work when I was listening to it. Nice. Um, and then my topic for this time is going to be the Spider-Man of Denver. I don't know this one. At least I don't think I know this one. I know enough to know the, it's not the superhero. No, it's not the superhero. I it didn't is, think it was it Denver is, that Spider-Man was. It is a creepy, creepy person in a house story. 
And I am only going to say that because I don't want to ruin the big reveal. Oh, so there are spiders. There are not spiders. Okay, so we have our topics. Are we ready to rock the shambo? Rock the shambo? We're ready to row the shambo. Excuse me. Um, I was going to say I'm ready to scissor the shambo, oh, but then no. I was like, that sounds sexual. And <laughs> Especially I'm you being a lesbian. Listen, leave me alone. Okay. Um, are players ready? I'm ready. Okay, I'll give a rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Say it with me. Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors. shoot. <laughs> I hacked up. Holly doesn't know okay. how to do it, but Holly won anyways, so it's yeah. whatever. What the hell? Holly doesn't know how to play this game <laughs> I just, at, at like almost age 25 and just like... I, I'm just so used to going on scissors. I know, but it doesn't work like that with someone else coaching us. Well, it does. It does. We've I can just like, do that. We've done it like that before, but Nikon decided to be fancy with it this time. I like it. Usually Whatever. Do. This is bullshit. Anyways. Do you want me to just do rock, paper, no, scissors? We already, no, no. Holly already won. It's whatever. Okay. Would you like to go first or second this time? I'll go first. Oh, no, wait. Did I go first last time? I feel like I keep going first a lot. No, I'm going to go first. Ma- okay, I was going to say, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to go first. Okay, sounds good. Because I, I want to just sit and listen to yours. Yeah, I know. All it's right. best to go first. <laughs> and I have lots to say about Theodore. Um, Theodore? Yeah, Theodore. Why did my brain just say Theodore Dostoevsky? That's not right. Isn't his name Fyodor? Fyodor Dostoevsky. Yeah. It's kind of like Theodore. It's close. Um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I was trying to be nice. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, so for my sources this time, the ever-present Wikipedia. Um, Our gods. We have the uh, Denver Library actually had an article that they wrote that someone named Carolyn wrote. She didn't have a last name, so I couldn't credit her by that. But um, it's called The Tale of the Denver Spider-Man. Um, and then I also have a uh, news article from the KUSA staff, which they also didn't have a specific person named it for the news article, which I think is weird. But That's rude. Yeah, um... But the article is called Stranger Than Fiction, The Denver Spider-Man and His Moncriefed Place Murder. Um, his what? His... He what? His what? Mon- Moncrief Place Murder. That's the name of the street. Okay. Um, oh. I was like, he, he did what with his what? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's the name of the street. Okay. Um, okay. And then also, I got a ton of information from the podcast... Uh, the Dark Histories podcast by Ben Cutmore, which um, he has a British accent, which is great. And then also is... <laughs> Sorry, you just... I didn't realize you were just like... You were talking about him and you just go, he has a British accent, which is great. And I thought that was not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about the podcast. I was, I was about to, I but know, then you but interrupted you started me. with that. It was funny. It was great. It was nice. He had a very soothing voice to listen to. It was nice. Um, but he he also had just, like, a lot of really good, like, straightforward facts about it. It was very, like... Um, yeah. It, it wasn't a comedy one. 
basically where there's like extra things thrown in there it was just like this is what happened which was nice for doing like research and also like he has a ton of backlog on of like a ton of different episodes yeah and and on like some really cool i've listened to some of his episodes he's a great podcaster yeah um I will mention that uh, My Favorite Murder also did a live show of this one as well, but um, I didn't use that much for research. I just, that's like originally how I heard about it. Yeah. So I'm going to credit yeah. them as well. Um, and they're wonderful. I love them I so love, much. That's one of my um, faves of all yeah, time, of course. It's like one of the, that and Morbid, I think, are the oh. two reasons we decided to do this. Yeah, um. absolutely. I mean, the first podcast I ever, like, really fell in love with was My Favorite Murder. Yeah. Um, and then I caught up on theirs, oh, and I yeah. was like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Yeah, and then I was like, have you checked out Morbid? And I was like, no. And then I was like, this is my life now. Yeah. It took you so long to listen to that one, and I I'm have so a lot glad of... you finally did. Listen, we didn't need to get into it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but anyways, jumping right into the story. I'm very excited. Okay. Uh, we have Philip Peters and Helen Peters, who are a married couple, and they lived in their house in Denver, Colorado for three decades together. Oh, shit. Yeah. They're a very cute old couple. I'm assuming they're a cute old couple. I don't actually know too much about them as people, but... They're probably fine. Yeah. Um... Philip was a retire was retired from the Denver and Rio Grande Western Railroad. Um, All right. Yeah, he w- he and Helen were also members of the Denver Guitar Club, and they gave guitar and mandolin lessons. That's so pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in October of 1941, uh, Philip Peters was staying alone at his house in Denver, Colorado, because Helen had broken her hip. And she was staying at the hospital while mm. she was recovering. Um, and so he was making, like, periodic trips to the hospital to visit her all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, That's brutal. Yeah. While he was visiting her in the hospital, his neighbors all rallied together and would get, would have him over for dinner in the evenings and would bring him food so that he wouldn't Aww. have to be alone. And they would keep an eye on him since he was 73 at that time. Aww. Oh my god. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So, so cute. I'm assuming because of the community support, he was like a pretty nice person at least. Yeah. Um, That's so sweet. Yeah. Uh, on the evening of October 17th, 1941, uh, Philip's neighbor, Mrs. Ross, called the police to check on him after mm-hmm. he didn't show up to dinner when he had because they had invited him over after the RSVP. Yeah, he he usually ate dinner with them after visiting his wife in the hospital. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't show up that night and so she called the police so that they could go over and check on him. Um and then when the police arrived at Philip's house, they found all of the doors and windows completely locked and they went into the house and found Philip dead inside the house. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this is taking a fast turn. That was into very the dark. sudden. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the doors were locked. Oh, they got yeah. inside. Dead body. Dead. Um, the oh. only way in t- into the house was at that point was the door that a neighbor had tried to break into to get into the house to see if he was okay. 
Um, oh, okay. Not, I thought you were saying. No, no, no. <laughs> I understand. No, like one of the neighbors was concerned and tried to get in right. through one of the doors. Which is and, valid. Yeah, and that was the way that the police got in as well. And yeah. so all of the other doors and windows were completely like sealed and locked. Um, I'm like nervous. Yeah. Uh, blood was found on the walls, the ceiling, and streaked along the ground throughout different rooms of the house. Uh, um, also, I guess this might be a little late for giving people a warning on this one, but there's going to be some... Wow. <laughs> there's going to be some slightly graphic details. Just slightly. <laughs> wow, that was... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sure. Uh, that was great. I just I always forget until I'm saying it out loud, and then I'm like, oh no, oh no. It's because we're desensitized. Yeah. But that you kind of know what you're walking into with the podcast a little bit. We I did. Know. We do the. We did do some of the disclaimers early on. Um. Anyways, there was blood found all over the house, uh, in multiple rooms. Like he had been you know, moving while bleeding. Um, Philip was found with his head bashed in, and he had been struck with a blunt object 37 times. (gasps) 37. Yeah. That's a lot of rage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He had lacerations to his forearms, which suggested that he had been trying to defend himself. Defensive wounds. Uh Uh-huh. And he had a walking, a broken walking stick, laying next to his body um which suggested that he had tried to use that to defend himself as well um but it broke he probably got that like on a nice hike and he was like i'm gonna keep this this is gonna be my walking stick yeah maybe his Mm -hmm. wife got him a really nice one for like his birthday or something Mm. yeah i want to get a stick for my birthday yeah it'd be a nice gift (laughs) (laughs) um there were also fragments from the butt of a revolver that were found at the scene. From the butt? Uh-huh. And a, mm. a cast iron poker. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> this is so insensitive. I'm so sorry. Please and, continue. And there was a cast iron poker that um, was no, the no. primary w- murder weapon. Oh, so that's like probably what the person assuming used um to bash his head in yeah that was like as opposed to what a cat well like a stick like the walking stick no but you said like the person and i was like as opposed to what you never know (laughs) i was implying that it yeah it could have been like a non the doors and windows were locked there was okay nikon the non-believer um because i already know i'm gonna make t-shirts that say nikon the (laughs) the non-believer band name called it it's not a bad one Okay, back to the murder. Um, there weren't any obvious signs of robbery, especially because uh, Philip had had stashes of cash like around the house in like pretty. Why are old people like I this? I don't know. The depression. Like of... Yeah, you're... yeah. Oh, never mind. That's that's accurate. That's the, accurate. It's the Great Depression. That's why. That's why. Um, you're so right. <laughs> but he had like random stashes of cash around the house, and none of it had been taken, even though it was pretty easily accessible um and the the murder weapon after they like processed it and everything they realized that the murder weapon had been wiped clean and someone had washed their hands in the sink 
uh, like wash their hand the blood off of their hands in the sink Mm -hmm. and so they were like it's weird that if this was a robbery they had the time to do all of that but they didn't have the time to look for the cash in the house and take anything especially like if they left such a bloody scene what's the fucking point of like yeah taking the time to wash your hands yeah yeah um but so murder the murder like sorry the motive for murder definitely didn't seem like it was um anything having to do with a robbery um i mean sorry not to interrupt but just the sheer amount of like violence here yeah is very clear that it's like much more personal than that yeah yeah because just a robbery like that's not also nothing was taken so it's not a robbery yeah it's not a robbery uh (laughs) yeah exactly um they also the couple were also really well liked within their community and so like revenge the police looked into revenge as a motive but it didn't really seem to pan out in any way um they didn't have the police didn't have any real suspects um which was like super frustrating to detective childers who was the detective on the case um and then on November 28th, the police did have someone in custody briefly and were questioning others. But the person that they had in custody was taken into custody because they were seen walking around with a dark blue coat that looked more expensive than what they would be able to afford. And so they the sheriff of the town arrested him okay. and then questioned him for the murder of Philip Peters. That so police bullshit. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense no. because let's say it again. Nothing, nothing was, was taken. also like, what does, what does the blue coat, what does having a slightly nice blue coat have anything to do with this person being murdered yeah like, i don't understand maybe this, they saved up for the coat what yeah the hell? like and the person that they the person that they arrested with the blue coat was 64 years old hello <laughs> no whatever yeah yeah so <laughs> no so they were like super grasping at straws. This person was literally um, just vibing. This guy. This person just got a new fancy coat. God. We're like having a walk, just like enjoying their 67 coat. Sixty-seven years old. That was 64, probably the first. Sixty-four. Yeah. That was probably the first time that guy ever like got a new jacket. Yeah. Because you know, old men, they yeah. wear the same old jacket for eight hundred years. Like, that was probably good. his first new jacket since he was like sixteen. Yeah. Feeling good, having a little stroll in his new jacket. He probably felt mm-hmm. like he was like on top of the world. That yeah, day. and then the police come over and they're like, "You've got a new jacket. You must have murdered someone. You must have clearly <laughs> stole all of you this money that murdered. wasn't gone." Doesn't yeah. make any sense. No. I am murder. So it, I don't know. I don't know what was going on there, but I kept it in here because I was like, "That makes no sense," um, and yeah. I need it to be here. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but aside from that and them grasping at straws, it it seemed like a very impossible case, mostly because they searched the house and they found no point of entry aside and like no no other way that someone could have gotten in aside from the doors and windows, aside from an 18 inch false panel at the back of a storage room. But it was 18 inches wide, which is not 
not wide at all, so they didn't think anyone would ever be able to fit through that. I it sense... was a child. Well, a, no. a child. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there it is, though. Yeah, so they didn't think anyone would ever be able to fit through it, and it was locked I super... I definitely couldn't fit through it. Yeah, yeah. 18 inches wide? No. Um, <laughs> this bitch is not 18 inches wide. That's so skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And it was also, like, locked tight and, like, wedged in place. So there was, like, no... Like, they checked it and weren't able to open it. Um, Yeah. So then, after Philip's death, uh, Helen, who was still in the hospital at the time of his death... Oh, that's fucking awful. Yeah. She returned from the hospital on February 1st, 1942. Um, She was 68 years old. And she was recovering from her broken hip and returned to the house where her husband had been murdered. That's literally terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She hired um, two nurses, one for the day shift and one for the night Mm. shift, to help her while she was recovering. Uh, The day shift nurse's name is Edith Clark, and the night night shift nurse's name was Hattie Johnson. Um, hmm. she fell a few weeks after moving back in oh, again no. and broke her other hip. <gasps> oh my god! And had, oh my god! Yeah, and had to go back to the hospital, and then after that, finally went back to the house where her husband was murdered again and in April and lived there with the nurses again. So she this was going through poor it. Fucking woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then on top of that, the nurses started to hear and experience some very odd things around the house. Great. Yeah. Um, Edith reported uh, noises that she heard coming from the walls uh, um, to the police. This is making me hive Yeah. And, and she told the police that she, fa- she heard noises of footsteps no. from empty rooms. No. And she would leave out trays of food for Helen, and she would come back and find them rearranged or moved and ask Helen about them, and Helen would swear up and down that she had never touched the tray of food. Um, uh, I feel anxious. Yeah. Uh, Edith, I know what happens, and I feel anxious. Yeah. Edith also... Even I know what happens, kind of. ...also had another encounter in which she witnessed a figure moving about the house. No. Um, she reported it Burn to it the, down. yeah. She reported it to the police and is quoted in an article, uh, in a news article from the time, having said, "Just a few minutes ago, I heard a sort of tapping. I had heard it before, but I thought it was only some woodpeckers. But this time, I walked into the kitchen and I saw the door to the stairway that leads upstairs slowly open. A foot came out, and then I saw a thin white hand on the door." <gasps> I screamed, and the man ducked back into the stairway, and I heard him running up the steps. No, burn it down. Yeah. Literally burn it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was direct quote from her. And so she calls... Hello? The, yeah, she calls the police because she sees some man running upstairs in their house. And the police arrive, they search the home, and they find absolutely no one and nothing there that's out of the ordinary they're not searching hard enough yeah there was absolutely no evidence that someone had been there no no um after that experience edith quit 
Same. Um, <laughs> yes, bitch. Yeah. She knows what's up. And then two weeks later, Hattie also quit. Um, the other nurse. Okay. Yeah. Wait. I thought the other nurse's name was Helen. No, Helen is the is the old lady who lives there. Oh, okay. Sorry. I got it's their Phillip's. H, I got their H names mixed up. Yeah. It's fine. I'm sorry. Helen is Philip's wife. Sorry. 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 Mm-hmm. Hattie um, is the night nurse. Yeah, and she quit too. Good yeah, because Hattie Good had Hattie had also experienced like hearing noises and like <sighs> having things be moved where when they shouldn't be and like all of this sort of stuff. No. So and and neighbors had even been like seeing things like heard bells ringing when they shouldn't be you know um no no. burn it down yeah so helen then went and moved in with her son philip jr because she no longer had her nurses to care for her um but after she left the odd occurrences at the house didn't stop who was at the house then Mm, don't know no 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 i mean to witness them no one was in the house to witness them, but neighbors witnessed things Oh, now. fuck no. Yeah. Burn it down. So the neighbors would see the blinds changing posi- positions. So one day they'd walk outside and all the blinds would be down. And no. then later that same day, they'd walk past the house again and one of the blinds would be partially up or open. No. And no, no, no. Yeah. No. So they would see blinds changing. They saw. They also reported seeing a silhouette of a person walking around at night, um, and they would call the police. And every time the police responded, they would never be able to find anything or anyone in the house. Um, so the I'm police going are very to go, bad at their job. Yeah, right? I'm gonna go burn it down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and. The police at this point, like, the police responded pretty much every time because this was still an open murder investigation. They still hadn't solved Philip's murder. And so they keep getting reports, like, strange reports about this house where someone was mysteriously murdered. And there's, they have no suspects except for some man in a blue coat. Who are these fucking people searching this house? They're, they're stupid. Like, yeah. someone dies, and then all this stuff happens, and no one does anything yeah. about it? Bullshit. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit. They, the house ended up being nicknamed the Ghost House of Denver because everyone was like, this place is haunted. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not haunted, though. Yeah. Um, There's a skinny man in there. Maybe. Uh, and so... Maybe. The police, the police basically added the house to like their regular rotation like they would they would drive past it on Mm. their like on their like little routes that they had sure and like check in randomly they'd randomly go to the house and like walk around and check and see if there was anyone in there you know because at this point it's empty and vacant because helen is living with her um with her son um but then on July 30th, no, no, no. 1942. Harry Potter's birthday. Oh, nice. <laughs> 1942. Fuck JK Rowling. <laughs> um, on July 30th, 1942, some police officers were on patrol no. and they went inside the house for a routine search. Um, and this time they heard a faint noise coming from upstairs. No. And so they went upstairs to go check it out and they saw two legs scrambling up through the Ah! false panel in the back storage closet 
Don't say scrambling. They were scrambling. No. She's scrambling. No, that's what we're eating for dinner tonight. Scramble. Ah. Um, they they caught him. They pulled him down by his legs, and when they pulled him down, they pulled down a pale and emaciated man. No. Uh, his clothing had rotted. It was being held together by like ropes, and like it was foul. And that's like very we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. But like but gross. Worse. I feel like he this guy I feel like this guy would be clammy. Yeah. Bruno at least I feel like would have good hygiene. This guy, no. I feel like canonically he doesn't, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um but he he also was holding a revolver with a damaged butt. Hello? Oh. Yeah. Well there you go. Yeah. Literal smoking gun. Yeah, literal smoking gun. Um he claimed his name was Matthew Corndish. Um, Corndish? Corndish. Um, okay. But then he was taken to the police station and they gave him, um, oh, I, I wish I wrote it down, but they gave him some pie and oh, a, no. a drink and some food. He doesn't deserve it. And then he immediately told them that his real name was actually Theodore Edward Coney's. And, Hello. And then told them the entire story because he caved immediately. Um, and <laughs> his first name. His first name was better. His first name is Theodore. No, no, Corndish. 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 Um, <laughs> Detective Childers, who is the detective, who is one of the detectives on this case, described Theodore as the strange, and I quote, "the strangest looking human I had ever seen." He was a tall <gasps> no, no, man, no. just under six feet but thin as a wilted weed. No, no, no. His dirty hair hung low over his ears, and his skin was the ugly, unwashed gray of an overcast sky. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm looking up a picture of him. Yeah. Ah! Uh, Yeah. Sorry. I want to see it, too. (laughs) Yeah, I just yelled in the mic. (laughs) No! (laughs) Shiny found the picture. I'm so scared of being attacked in my own home. I'm glad you looked it up, because this is when I was going to show you guys the picture. (laughs) Is it the one where he's like standing yeah. and his body's all weird? Yeah. Ah, I'm like, why does look, he look like? Why does he look like that? No, look, 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 look. Google it. <laughs> um. Huh. Yeah. So now, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so now that we know just the tiniest bit about Theodore and him being caught. Um, let's get a little bit of background on Theodore's life, shall we? I don't want to. Um, I don't. Ew, he's so <laughs> gross looking. Okay. Uh, What's his last name? Uh, Coney's. Cornish. How the fuck do you spell Coney's? C-O- I just, if you just. C-O-N-E-Y-S. Oh. If you just search the Spider-Man of Denver, it'll come up. Yeah. Um, but a bit on Theodore. No. Uh, he was born on November 10th, 1882. Um. Well then. In 1888. When he was six years old, his father, his his father, his father, father. what was that? I don't know. Oh my god, that was amazing. His father passed away. Um, His father. His father. Uh, His dad passed away when he was six, Um, and then Theo. Theo also was a very ill child. He looks like he. I keep referring to him as Theo in my notes, and I need to stop. His name is Theodore. Yeah. Um, (laughs) He doesn't deserve Um, that. His name is Corndish. His Theodore was a very ill child. He had tuberculosis as a kid. Oh. Um, That sucks. Yeah, and because of his health, his mom shielded him 
away from like the world basically that's always good for your mental health Mm -hmm. oh yeah and instead of like pursuing other a lot of articles that i read were like instead of pursuing normal things for children like playing and other things he pursued music and i was like music is still a normal thing to pursue it's fine but (laughs) it'll just end with depression econ you're such a freak (laughs) (laughs) with your music (laughs) i mean did you hear what i just said it'll just end with depression (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean true though it was right in this case as well but um yeah so she shielded him away and had him pursue music and he played the vi- the mandolin um the mandolin mm-hmm. just like That's a yeah one. he they actually did? he actually first met philip peters when he was young and w- was part of the mandolin club and they taught him how to play mandolin the fucking disrespect yeah um Ooh. yeah Ooh. doctors told um theodore that they didn't think he would live past 18 years old. And so he dropped out of school immediately. He shouldn't have. Um, and then... I mean, meaning he shouldn't have lived past 18. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant shouldn't have dropped out of school. I mean, he shouldn't have done that. And but I was you know like, what I mean. I was like, man, if I if I thought I was going to die at 18, I'd drop out of school Oh, too. I would too. Um, Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be uh, like, bye. Stay in school, kids. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there aren't kids... Oh. I was going to say there aren't kids listening to this, but, but maybe hi, there Juliana. Are. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, so he dropped out of school um, prior to his lessons with the Peters. He and his mom moved to Denver because they weren't living in Denver before that. But um, after their move to Denver, his mom uh, fell victim to a con artist. And the con artist took all of their money because they were living off of the money from his dad who had died. and right. So they were living off of that money. And then the con artist took all of their money, and so they were left with nothing. That's um, unfortunate. Yeah. And then shortly after that, his mom died. Oh, no. In 1911, which I was... This is a bad recipe. Yeah, which, like, all of the things that I was reading were, like, his mother died, and he had no one to care for him. But then I was like, she died in 1911. He was like 30. What? Yeah. Because he was born in 1882. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck off, dude. I'm a mom. little bit yeah, like, it's, it's the mommy issues. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait a second. He wasn't his face, a he well, wasn't a kid when his mom his died. He he has mommy issues. Yeah. Face. Just look at him. But you can tell. after his mom died, it did leave him penniless again, which is rough rough um you can feel bad for the past version yeah of someone and yeah and the rest of it and he took no. he took his mom's death pretty hard and so philip peters and helen peters uh because they knew him from mandolin club they regularly invited him over for dinner and um oh, they helped God. him they helped him find a job and so he like worked at that job for a little bit and then he had a few different jobs after that that never ended up panning out um and he left denver and was roaming around for a bit and just like not having a good time of it um and then in september of 1941 he theodore returned to denver and at that point he was essentially homeless and was um like 
living off of pennies a day and like didn't have any food to eat mm-hmm. and it was getting cold which getting, is very unfortunate yeah which like is rough it just doesn't justify yeah um yeah. And so he was, that's like his situation. And then he remembered, oh, I'm in Denver. Like Philip and Helen Peters were always really nice to me Mm -hmm. when I lived here. I'm going to go and like check check in on them and see if they would be able to help me at all. Okay, yeah. So he did that and he went to Philip's house and went to see if he could get help. And as he was showing up there, he saw Philip leaving the house with one of his friends to go visit his wife in the hospital. Okay. Um, So this was like, so he wasn't living there for that long. He was living there for about nine to ten months total, but he wasn't living there for that long before he killed Philip. That is so fucked up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, like, barely lived there before he killed him. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so he went, he saw Philip leaving, and instead of waiting for Philip to get back to the house... He let himself in the back door. Um, um yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He let himself in the back door, no. and then he took some food and uh, okay. poked around the house a bit and walked around, and then saw the trap, the the like false door. Trap door. You almost yeah, said trap the door. trap door. The false door yeah. that led to like the attic, and I want to put attic in quotation marks because I saw a picture. It's tiny. Um, yeah, it's, it's just not, like a crawl space. Yeah, but he he saw that and was like, "That's cozy. I'm gonna stay there," and then crawled <sighs> his way up into the attic, and and like Philip Peters had no clue that he was there ever. Oh God. Yeah, the attic was 37 inches at its apex. So at the highest point, it was 37 inches. It was seven feet long and four feet wide i'm looking at a picture of it right now it it, it's been described by like different articles and different people as basically a coffin yeah i mean looking at this picture like there's what i'm assuming is like a police officer um like kind of coming up into it kind of you can kind of see their head in the picture and their Mm -hmm. arm and that's like they're just their neck coming up out of like the hole i guess yeah to the top of their head is half of the space. Yeah. To the to the peak. Yeah, because the peak is 37 inches at its highest point. Oh, my God. Which it is looks like what, the type like, of attic. It's like three feet. It's like, yeah, that's just over three feet. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's like a yardstick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the type of attic that you would store stuff in, but the, the kind of attic that, that if you were going to get the stuff you stored, like, it's the, you would just stand on a ladder into and it and like in. reach in and grab yeah. it and then take it down yeah like you because, it doesn't look like you'd ever stand or well, like get in there and well, again the opening to it is only 18 inches yeah no fucking thank you yeah so nail that shit shut yeah so that so like Ooh, it looks dark in there too. yeah it's gross um but theodora would stay up in the attic and would would stay up there until philip went to sleep and then would crawl out and get food from the from the ice box and <sighs> but how did he do it without him noticing i don't know he, well the thing is is that very sneaky. is that theodore started to get bored too and so he would he started to follow philip around while philip was awake 
and would like hide yeah would follow philip in the house and like hide behind doors and just follow him around the house because he liked the thrill of it okay i'm calling the police yeah I like having anxiety. Yeah. Uh, um, on the day of Philip's death, uh, Theodore crept out and went to get food uh, and thought that Philip was asleep or thought that Philip was gone, but Philip was actually just taking a nap in the house. Okay. Um, and so uh, Theodore like was making noise, getting food, and it woke Philip up. And he saw Theodore in the kitchen and probably didn't recognize him, obviously. And also was like, that's a stranger in my house. I'm terrified. Yeah. Also understandably. And so reacted accordingly. Yeah. And then Theodore, who was afraid to lose his shelter and like afraid to lose where he was living, decided to freak out. And I... And hit Philip on the head with the revolver, which is where the the broken bits of the revolver butt came from. And which, like, why does he have a revolver? Yeah, I was gonna say, the where did the place? revolver come Don't from? Know. Did he have it already? He was probably it... took it from the house. Okay, because he, he was just keeping it on him. I guess. Yeah, because he he did take doing? other things from the house. Like he he took like a radio so that he could listen to to like what was going on up in the attic. And I have stuff. a question. Yeah. If he was just in the house taking stuff, why didn't he just take all that fucking money and leave with it? Well, see, I'm gonna, you're gonna have more questions later. Okay, I'll yeah. stop talking. Um, so then, yeah, so then he, he hits Philip. Um, Philip said that he was going to call the police, and so then Theodore decided to hit him more uh, um until he wow holly yeah the understatement yeah. of the fucking century well so yeah so theodore ended up bludgeoning philip mm-hmm. until he was dead oh god and it had like it was a it was a altercation i guess that like took place throughout many rooms of the house because there was blood in like a lot of yeah, the rooms he was clearly like chasing him around yeah. like they were chasing each other around yeah and so after this happened um he theodore got food and went back to the attic oh my god yeah just got food after killing him and went back into the attic the person that he in his time of need literally went yeah. to for shelter and then of course took advantage yeah but like but like had had meals with him had like they someone com- that he- they comforted him after his mom had died like yeah yeah like, what an that asshole of, yeah there's that kind of thing of like if maybe if philip had been home when he came there the first time yeah and they just talked maybe something would have been different exactly. yeah because but, these people sounded like they were so nice. They probably would have been like, do you need a room stay to here. stay in? Yeah. Like, we'll help yeah. you find a job. Yeah. They probably would have even lended him money. Yeah. Lent him money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Yeah. So then. Jesus. He's up in the attic chomping on his food Ugh. after having just killed this man who was very nice to him. Uh. And two hours later. Theodore heard absolutely everything when the body was discovered because he was up in the attic. Um, Didn't do anything. 
Yeah. Um, Theodore told the police that he was sitting on the trap door and holding it closed when they originally looked through the house. So when oh. they had when they had tried to get into the trap door and it was sealed shut, it wasn't sealed shut. He was sitting on top oh of it. Oh my god. Yeah. That's oh, because wild. it was like a hole and you would push in you would to push, take the panel yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Eh, no. Yeah. Eh, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. So he heard everything going on and was sitting on top of the panel while police were pounding on it from below. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Burn um, it down. He also listened to the news reports of the murder. On like, the radio? On the radio. Oh. And he stayed in the house with with Helen when she returned from the hospital. He sometimes would crawl out of his hiding space and watch Helen sleep. Um, I'm calling the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he, so everything that happened while Helen was in the house and everything the nurses saw was him. Of and course. he would, he would, he said that he enjoyed having Helen there because she didn't hear as well. And so he was able to do more because he, like, she had really bad hearing. Right. And so it was Which like, is like so fucked up. Yeah. And oh, yeah. then when Helen left, he said that he nearly froze to death because she shut off all of the heat and utilities when, <laughs> when she left. Fucked. Yeah. That's what yeah. you get. Yeah. That's not mm-hmm. even like, that's not even enough. No, and so he he lived there in the attic after having murdered someone. He lived there for a total of ten months in in that attic. Oh my god, ten That's months! Nuts. Yeah, and the entire time he like like in everything that I saw about what he said about living there, like he didn't want to be living there, which is weird because I'm like, why didn't you just leave? Yeah, why didn't you why just didn't take you the just fucking leave? money and leave? Yeah, why didn't you just steal the money and leave? Like, what? <laughs> like, well, it definitely he sounds like he didn't know the money was there. What? Bullshit. No, it, it wasn't, like, hidden. Oh, it was just out? Like, it was stashed, but it was easily accessible. If he was, like, like it was snooping easily around. Found. Like, I'm sure he didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. Plus, like, well, if and he stole that, a radio, he could have stole yeah. other stuff, sold it, and kept the money. And when yeah. the house was empty... When Helen had left and there was no one living there yeah. and it was completely empty. What, what, what the what? fuck was he doing? Yeah. So, yeah, it's not like there's new food coming. Yeah. So it, yeah. That's true. I didn't even think about that. When they, when they found him, he was, uh, he's around six feet tall. So no. like a no. big man. No. And he was 75 pounds. Oh my God. 75 pounds. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so... They weren't kidding about the emaciated. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. That is... I mean, you'd have to be to fit through the 18 inches. Yeah. But... I was gonna say... I don't know how he was alive. Probably not very. Well, to be honest, he wasn't exerting a lot of energy. Yeah, that's true. So that's... It's not like his body was requiring a lot to sustain itself because he was pretty much laying down all the time yeah yeah well and so when the when the police went and they looked inside his like living space they said that his bed was uh made out of an ironing board and that when they Uh. when they went 
into the space, the smell of it was so bad that one of the officers vomited. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't want to think about that. Uh Uh-huh. Like... I mean, super bad. Was he like? I'm sure he was defecating. Yeah, out there that's constantly. what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely was. It was in some of the articles. It, oh, God. <laughs> it was bad. Just say it then. Yeah. Um, and what? then, uh, police detective Fred Zarno commented, and I quote: "A man would have to be a spider to stand it long up there," which is where he got the name, the right. Spider Man of Denver, right. because it was just like horrific i mean um oh so there were no actual spiders no i mean there probably were i mean there probably were but yeah uh his theodore's trial began in october of 1942 and lasted a total of six days that's it yeah nice he was evaluated and was deemed uh sane to stand trial and was evaluated Good. twice actually because Good. he requested another evaluation and was deemed sane again um, uh, you bet yeah. how much do you want to bet the second time he was really trying to play it yeah. up he was like this is when i'm gonna get my oscar guys yeah he was like this oh, one yeah. this is the one this is miami but instead they're like nope you're fine no you're normal that's cursed yeah um so then on halloween of 1942 rude as hell i know on Halloween 1942, the jury deliberated for 90 minutes and then came back with the verdict that he was to be sentenced to life in prison. Good. Um, yeah. And then... Which, I have a comment, but I can it can wait. After the sentencing, Theodore uh, supposedly commented, and I quote, Now I feel safe. I have been... I'll have a better home than I have had in years. Okay, so that's what I was going to say. Why didn't he just, like, admit to the crime originally when it happened? Because he would have had three hots in a fucking cot. Yeah. Right there. Greater quality of life than he had living in that fucking attic. In the attic, yeah. And I'm also like, why... Why? It's not like he was protecting anybody. Well, it's not like he was protecting anybody by not... Like, by not revealing that anything. he was yeah. the murderer. You know what I mean? Like, he had no connections. Yeah. There was no sure. reason other than the fact that he was a fucking coward. Yeah. Well, and, like, freedom. But. He didn't have yeah. freedom. No. Yeah. He That's was, not like, freedom. He had locked himself in there. Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Which, that, that like, end statement of him, his makes me really sad. Because. <laughs> Because, like, I don't feel bad for him because he's no, a murderer. I don't feel bad for him either. But, yeah. it's, but I also, it's sad. But I also do feel sad that he, like, because, I, I mean, I know what it feels like to not have, like, a secure, safe place to be living. Right. And so, like, like not having that is, is a lot. And... I do feel kind of bad about the circumstances I mean, that led absolutely. him to like feeling yeah. like he needed to sneak into someone's house and live in their attic. That's where it stops though. Yeah. Right? But that's where it stops. But I, like, I yeah. super agree. Like everything that happened to him is so fucking unfortunate. Well, and I feel like there are so many ways that it could have been different. Like, I don't know, like sh- maybe have some intervention programs in there somewhere. Maybe or, like, don't tell someone 
that you're gonna die at 18 yeah and just like let them go off on their own to like yeah maybe like provide some good health care because he was like very ill all of yeah. his life yeah maybe maybe like provide some safety nets so that he doesn't end up being homeless and like not having a safe place to live you know like basic needs being met yeah. by the government it could have what maybe basic needs being met can help not have lots of murders uh, <laughs> and people oh like to God. violent crime in general as a way that they have to survive yeah mm. so i don't know it that that end comment made me sad i mean I it does like, it's, it's it's heartbreaking yeah but i also am like maybe don't live in someone's attic for 10 months there there has to be some other reason why there's because not not everyone can just snap like that and just fucking like beat beat someone like it was clearly coming from his like point of desperation Yeah. yeah but there has to there's something in you well also i'm wondering there i mean there has to be something in you to allow you to stay up in that attic for 10 months i mean like the, and he doesn't have like a diagnosis or anything, but like developmentally, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah with everything did. that happened to him just in general. Also, just, I'm gonna say it: mm-hmm. this is an old house. Yeah, asbestos. Yeah, lead. That's a good point. What do you think the insulation was made of? Asbestos and the time period lead poisoning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just gonna say he does not come off as very mentally stable. So. No, I would I would say that <laughs> with. Yeah, yeah. And so, just like in general, like the yeah. way he acts and like the way he acts in those situations, yeah, no, like, no, like clearly, there's no like, way he was thinking straight. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't making decisions that were like cause and effect. No, yeah. not at all. It's and very fight and flight. Yeah, yeah. Well, which and of I'm, course that that's all he yeah. knew. But that's I also am just like so baffled by him staying there like after helen had moved out like after the threat of everything I mean, I think just like if you commit a murder it's usually not good to stay to on stay the crime, there on yeah. the crime scene yeah he just uno reversed the cops and was like <laughs> i'm gonna just stay <laughs> the last place they'll be looking for is me here. Jesus Christ. yeah i mean it's just not yeah the whole situation is unfair yeah, it's to just, everyone involved. Like it's, also, like poor Philip Peters. You know, I know, and, and Helen Peters, and the the everybody involved, the yeah. nurses that had to be subjected, like that's who were like who were like yeah. I'm being haunted right now. Literally, you mm-hmm. just telling me the story like is so scary to me. Like, yeah, I have such a big fear of like home invasion and stuff yeah. like that. I was but, almost like, not gonna do this no, one because fine. of that. No, it's okay. <laughs> but like that event even happening in your life seeing something out of the corner of your eye like that like that's yeah. so scary yeah and especially like helen she couldn't hear she had no way of defending no. herself and he had already fucking killed her husband well, and then he's there watching her sleep okay yeah um the mommy issues popped out there. yeah i'm just gonna say it oh yeah yeah well and i'm thinking about edith who like literally saw this whole man running upstairs and then the cops come in and they're like sorry we can't find anyone yeah um low-key gaslighting yeah seriously like just the amount of like there is a person in this house no one has exited they must be here somewhere and cops be like "Eh, can't find them (laughs) also do better maybe we shouldn't put this in the recording but like do you think he was spanking it to her while she was sleeping oh probably okay 
I just didn't want to be the only one that had to live with that thought. I didn't think about that. I didn't either, but I think... What else did he have to do with his fucking time? That's true. Yeah, that's part of why it smelled so bad up there. Uh. (laughs) Oh, Nikon. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm just saying. Low-key high five, but like... But like... (laughs) But like, no. But like the worst thing you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Now we have to leave it in. (laughs) Oh, no. Ugh. Yeah, so that was a real bummer. Um, I mean, when you first described this story to me, first of all, I thought there was just like the attic was just spiders. full of spiders. Yeah, and he was just chilling up there. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> he was like, problem? feels good. <laughs> I like how their legs feel on me. <laughs> okay, you, you need to stop. Oh, no. You're in timeout. Nikon is in timeout. We're switching Nikon's mic off now. Nikon's going in timeout. <laughs> I don't like that voice. <laughs> That's what it's for. I like the way their legs feel on me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to be living with that in my head forever. Oh, no. Thank you, Holly, for your, um, my nightmares. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I'm too. happy to contribute in any way I can. I'm also so very rude. scared of <laughs> home invasions, just so you know. Really? Yeah. You're going to be scared of no, them? No, I have been. Oh, you are? Life. Yeah, I'm well, so scared of At them. least neither of you guys have an attic. So. I'm very you thankful know, I, for that now. like, grew up living in an attic, right? I know, but you You've don't been... have one right now. Rude. <laughs> You live in my attic because you live upstairs. I live in your attic. Rude. I'm the man Just in your attic. The okay, rude dude I... who lives above me that yells at his ex-girlfriend. I think they broke up finally, by the way, because they haven't been fighting. Good. Update for the pod. I think my upstairs neighbors broke up because I, I haven't been hearing him yell at her for six hours straight anymore. Oh, so um, yeah. He's the one who lives in my attic. I think you should say what you're going to put on the shelf of the cabinet. Oh, what I'm going to put in my attic? You're going to put an attic in your curiosity cabinet yeah. from this story. What about just one spider? Just as no, I'm going to put I'm going to like make a replica of like a tiny little attic and then I'm going to put one spider in the tiny little attic and then I'm going to put that in the in the cabinet. What if you just put a Spider-Man figure in the attic? No. That that doesn't fit. You could put that in your cabinet. But that's that's not for mine. Wow, this energy. (laughs) We will be back for a second part. Yeah, we will be back for part two with Brooke. We're just taking a uh, like a bathroom break. (laughs) In between, we're also you know it'll be part two of the episode. So yeah, (laughs) stay tuned. (laughs) So uh, we'll have Trainer play us out, 